Happy Tuesday. It is a Tuesday, right? Middays with Lisa Kay here on KTOE. Just sliding into the driver's seat and ready for my Tuesday. Yeah. I'm going to start my Tuesday here. We'll end it with a Tuesday on tap tonight. Sully's beer. Cousin Brian's best beer tapped at 5 o'clock this afternoon. So we hope to see you down there. We've got our master gardeners, Joyce Wilcox, Kim Nielsen. Hello. How are you, gardeners? Hello. Thanks for coming in. Hi. Trying to stay warm. (laughs) Right? Uh, Speaking of warm, did either of you get frost last night? I had a little bit of on the ground. I noticed it in the field behind our house that there was a little bit of a white dusting on the grass out there. I didn't see any at my house. We didn't get any yet. No. As I was saying off the air, where we live uh, in lower north Mankato is fairly close to the river, and we seem to be a little microclimate there. We always stay a little warmer. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of fun. I'm not quite ready to give up all my begonias and everything yet, and I can't bring them all in because I'd have to rent a warehouse. So, you know, <laughs> she needs some additional space. I had my husband yesterday. This is a good story, and I actually had to take photos that I showed the ladies before we went on the air here. It was the day. There's always a day every yep. year where I'm like, okay, those those gigantic hibiscus trees that I have. They yes. started out as bushes. Now they're containers, but now you're um, committed. They need to come in. Yep. And he looked at me and was like, oh, okay. So he went outside and He feels like it just happened. Both Like, has it already been a year? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's already been the growing season and they're coming back in because they, those are tropical. I didn't want them yes. to get damaged. Mm-hmm. I've had, I've got a mandevilla that I overwintered last year, which is talk about a tropical plant. They, right. They're jungle plants, you know. Yeah. And I was just so mad at it all. Maybe I told the story here before. I was just mad at it all summer long because it had great leaves <laughs> Given it and the it was side shiny. Eye. And it was, it was fertilizing it, and it was just kept growing bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, sending out all these tendrils, but it wouldn't send out any flower buds until three days before Labor Day. And it blew up into beautiful, beautiful pink and white It was blooms. just waiting for It you. was just waiting. Through all and that so heat in it, the summer. So all the heat and through everything, but it kept looking good. It just wouldn't bloom. Well, here we are, almost the middle of October. It's in full bloom oh, no. because i had said earlier this summer i don't i am not overwintering that mandibilla again that was just a stupid waste of my time <laughs> I, but bet, once, I bet you are once it, uh-huh. once it came into full bloom i kind of gave it absolution and said, we'll, we'll, we'll try it okay one more time but if you don't bloom till next september again i'm 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 getting your days are numbered you don't know why it took so long to bloom yes or? i actually do <laughs> the problem is, with there are some, and you probably guys probably know this from your own personal gardening things. There are certain vine crops, particularly things like Morning Glory, yes. they're like a hundred and twenty day crop. Mm-hmm. So if you think back to when I put this plant out, it couldn't have been. It had to be at least mid May because remember May was so cold and right. yep. a tropical plant. Yep. Well, it took a hundred and. It actually it was quicker than 120 days. Oh my gosh! But it's because so it didn't want to meet its maker. It wasn't. It wasn't ready. It wasn't. <laughs> Joyce it needs, said it needs that amount of time to produce, because it totally blooms on new growth, and the new growth was spectacular, unbelievable. Ah. But it took. But that time. it took all that while. But once it started forming buds, it was popping out, just clusters of new flowers every day, and the hummingbirds were just lined up just like a runway to, to get near oh. that plant. It was so beautiful. So now I kind of can't be mad at it anymore because it came through, but, you know, four days before Labor Day, give me a break. Do you ever just wonder if they're doing it to spite you? Yes. Oh, I'm like sure, my loofah. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. 
<laughs> like my loofah. It, it's kind of like when your cat is planning against, plotting against you. You know that's happening. You, know? yeah. so it's kinda... you can sense it. No, I grew a loofah vine. I had planted like six of them, and I planted them out really late, right? So the other day I go and look at them, and I was like, you got kind of mad at them, and I was giving them the pep talk, like, mm-hmm. you better get you better to work because you something. only got a couple weeks. No, I went and touched the, the trellis chicken wire that I'd made up around them, and I broke the two off that had started blooming. Nice. Oh. So I have no loofah this year. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They told you. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. so. Well, I mean, so the tropical plants coming inside, trying to keep it alive. You managed to get the mandevilla inside? Yeah, yeah. With I can't say that <laughs> I carried it happy. in. I have a family member, um, as an, our son, who he just says, okay, mom, which should I move? You know? he, gets, <laughs> so, he gets voted in. Yeah, he's he, like, he you gets, get one day a year yeah, to come and, and move plants. And the problem that we have is these have to, my lights are all in the basement, so you have to go down a basement stairs with these giant pots. Uh-huh. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it, it has to almost be a family member willing to do that because anybody else would say, are you kidding me? No. no <laughs> the, they, would, they would make the decision not for, you know, happen. Joyce, the plant is going to die. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> It's just not happening. Well, my experience has been with Mandevilla zone. It's one of my favorite plants because they're so beautiful. Is in the springtime they're hard to find. They're hard mm-hmm. to find. Mm-hmm. Or if you, uh, one of our neighbors got one, never did bloom for. Her. I think never, their popularity. I think they're kind of becoming more popular now too. Talking a little bit with our master gardeners today, Joyce Wilcox, Kim Nielsen in the studio. Fall yard garden cleanup. Everything I ripped out a couple of uh, my raised beds are now ready to be put. To bed, I guess. Yep. Is that, that's that's, how that's you the say term it. that everybody uses. Yeah, I'm Put ready for that. Um, but I know that there are people that did a lot of planting this year, some new shrubs, some new trees. Mm-hmm. And we have had kind of a drought. I know we're expecting some rain, but I don't know how much rain we're going to get Thursday and Friday into Saturday. Um, but going into late fall, into winter, what do the master gardeners have to say about the water that we have right now in the ground for some of us that might have done some landscaping and planted some new things. Water. Get out and water. Well, I think that if you think, look at it statistically, we're 8 to 10 inches behind the amount mm-hmm. of precipitation we normally get. <sighs> and that, that does seem like a lot. Um, mm-hmm. We Even if we get an inch or two of rain the end of this week, which they're not forecasting that much, it won't be enough to recharge the soil. So if you have... Some of us who lost um, trees due to the uh, emerald ash borer had trees, especially in mm-hmm. a lot of trees were taken in North Mankato. Mm-hmm. So we had we p- replaced those trees. But if you've got young trees that are less than two years old, you need to be watering those right up until the time the ground freezes. And I'm not talking just like you know, give, take a little watering can. I'm talking it needs it needs a deep soak, a real deep soak. What's the best way for us to do that if we're not like... Hose, garden, yeah, like I just found trick, a, low trickle? Low like, trickle with a garden hose, and I, we set timer. We set a timer. Okay. I, I it, found a really cool trick that you can take like um, a big box store, five-gallon pail, if you've got those laying around, maybe one's older. Oh, yeah. You can drill a small hole through it, um, and you can set it at like oh, the yeah. drip line of the tree. Okay, explain it, where the drip line is. So the drip line is like if you think of an umbrella. So canopy. The, the canopy, canopy of the tree, the outer rim of that. You can okay. put a bucket there or you can put it near the root ball of the tree. But the roots, you want to encourage them to grow out. 
So we want them to reach for that water most of the summer, but now you just really want to give it a slow trickle. So you can go close to the root ball of the tree or you can go to the drip line. But I've found that you put that bucket there, you know, they're baby trees, so it's yeah. not that far away from the tree. Exactly. And you can move it throughout the day and refill it, but a slow trickle will give it deep watering. Okay. If you turn that hose on really fast, you're going to have a big old muddy mess. Right, you don't want it running into You're going to displace gutter. the soil well, around it. You're just going to be running the water down the sewer yeah. in the street. It's know. wasteful. So yeah, slow trickle. And I found putting a hole in a little bucket That's and a filling idea. that. I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really just kind of keeps it going slower into the ground and you can move it throughout the time period that you're watering. My master gardener friends in studio, Joyce and Kim, along with me off air, we're talking a little bit about, oh my gosh, did I forget to bring my hydrangea in? <laughs> I bought this beautiful pink hydrangea and I planted it because the hydrangeas have to be, um, whether they're pink or blue, if you are if you have that type, in certain types of soil. So I thought, well, in order to contain the type of soil that I need and to best monitor that, I'm going to plant it in a container, which I did. Yep. And uh, I did not bring it in last night when I brought my other, my uh, hibiscus in. Is it going to be okay? You have chores to do today. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, bring so, it in. Uh, uh, me? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if my husband's listening. The heavy lifter. Yeah. Have him bring it in. Time to bring it in, huh? Yeah, we don't, we were kind of chatting. You don't want it to become, you don't want it to acclimate to now the cooler weathers and then have it come in and deacclimate and think that it's been through a cold oh. period when it hasn't had enough cold hours. It will stress the plant out. Okay. The one thing you're going to see people get really concerned about, usually no matter what plant it is, when you bring them in from the outside this time of the year, you're going to have a little leaf drop, Mm -hmm. and that's real normal. normal. But when people, you know, start seeing that, oh, my plant is dying. Well, no, it's not. It's trying to adjust. But the one thing you don't want to do, even if it's a really sunny area, if you have a, a front door, for example, that you use every day maybe to get the mail or whatever, Plants, no matter what kind of plant they are, are not good at cold winter drafts ever. So keep it away from keep the door. It, keep it away from okay. the door mm-hmm. or away from a heat vent. You don't want that either. Right. All right. So uh, let's talk about some of the questions that listeners are sending in to the Master Gardeners here. And uh, what did you get first? So one of the ones that I got from Danielle was, how do I prune a hydrangea tree? Yeah. So that is a pretty common question that we get just because... Hydrangea trees are very popular right now. The hydrangea standards, a lot of, and it's actually what it is, is a bush that has just been pruned and trained into a tree. Okay. So they are needing to be pruned similar to the hydrangea bush. So let's use like the mm, vanilla strawberry sun, the hydrangea that's out there, or a limelight. Mm-hmm. That's a really a good one, too. Those, yeah. A lot of ha- people have those in the standard form, the tree form. What you want to do is now you can prune them in a heading prune. So what you want to do is you can take and trim off the blooms. Just the blooms. Yep. And you want to go down to the next. A heading prune would be down to the next bud that you see on that stem okay. with the bloom on it. Okay. So that's old growth that you're trimming off. They bloom on new growth. So you're not trimming off next year's blooms. What you're doing is you're keeping it from, like when we have those really heavy wet winds and the um, snowstorms, mm-hmm. that can, like when we get rains this summer and you see your hydrangea tree kind of tipping down. Drooping. And I have a lot of friends that will take their broom mm-hmm. and just kind of whack the snow off of it or whack the rain off of it so it's not as heavy because heavy, that can break some of those branches. 
So what you want to do is prune the, the blooms off. You can leave them. It makes pretty winter interest. Mm-hmm. But if we have one of those heavy snowfalls, you could lose half of your tree. It might and just, break. Oh. Yeah, it might break. So trim those off. So about a fourth of an inch with the high side being next to the bloom. So at an angle. Okay. Right below the bloom. Just before a bud. A fourth of that an inch. That makes sense. You're trimming yep. off the old and it grows on the new. Yep. Not everything's like that. No. Something no. Some hydrangeas you do want to leave, like the endless bummer. The endless bummer. I think that's what I have. <laughs> yeah. So I don't yep. don't touch. Don't mine. trim those back. Those will bloom on the old growth, new growth. You just leave them. Oh, great! You can All put right. chicken wire around them to protect them. <laughs> I'm going to bring it in. Someone, someone's yes. Gonna, that one. Bring that one in. Someone else will bring that in for me. All right. Another question. Um, let's ask. There's one about hostas. I'm going to read it off. Let me find it here quick. This one is from Rebecca. She said, I have a lot of hostas this year. As the year progressed and the drought lasted, they got smaller despite soaking them with drip hose every few days. Will they make a comeback next year? They were all transplanted within the last two years, so not very established. And a couple other people had commented, too, that they noticed that their hydrangeas had either, or their hostas had either um, not thrived, but not grown, mm-hmm. um, and also kind of looked wilty or maybe they even disappeared they died my i think that's a water thing i think that is coming off of three years of drought i have lots of questions that i would ask if they were calling in if um they were calling into us master gardeners we would ask is it under a tree because the trees are also in the drought Mm -hmm. which we've kind of been talking about that the trees are needing that water also so that could be pulling the moisture to that to the big tree to the tree roots if they're underplanted under a tree. Um, Another thing would be fertilizer. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that hostas, you know, I've always made the joke because I'm not a big hosta fan, even though I have some, mm-hmm. um, that they'll grow in a closet. Well, <laughs> that's not exactly the truth. But hostas need care just like any other plant, and they do need to be fertilized. Okay. And, and I think that's maybe sometimes... You know, if you go to like a nursery or something, or hostas mm-hmm. are recommended. Oh, these are really hardy and they'll, but they still need care. And I think water and fertilizer are the two biggies. I and think that's very common for us to just yeah. forget about our hostas. Leave them. Exactly. Yeah. Well, if, if you think about it, depending on, especially if you have a, have a yard a landscape that's maybe had some new fill or dirt brought in, that mm-hmm. isn't always necessary necessarily the richest soil Mm -hmm. and so you're going to have to amend that soil. a lot of people forget about you know we have to eat every day our plants have to eat too and you know we just don't think in those terms this would be a good time too to suggest um a soil test so the 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 person asking the question rebecca and the other people that had followed suit know exactly where their soil is at and what amendments they need for their soil. Before you're just haphazardly mm-hmm. putting something on there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can get a soil test done through the University of Minnesota um, Extension Service. You basically pick up a kit, it's like a bag, and you, you send it in. And it, it does cost, I think it's like $25? It's, I think it's actually, I think it's still 19 but depending on, there's things you can add on. Oh, sure. So, like, if you want, you know... Test for this. And just a happy that. meal. Yeah. <laughs> so if, you go to, if you go to a garden center, you can actually buy buy soil testing kits. Okay. Yeah. Now, I have, have never done that, you know, purchase one, but I, I suspect that they're somewhat effective, too. But in the, in, in, in the end, though, I'm not sure how much you want to spend maybe yeah. a $19 one-shot, you know, 
every few years is better than I don't know what soil testing kits cost, but I think they're yeah. kind of spendy. I think they are, and I know when you do it through the U of M, you have three to five years, and you can get all the information in a printout. They send it to you in an email. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have that information and you can call into the Master Gardeners and review it with us because they are hard to read. But once you know what your NPK, um, where those nutrients stand in your soil, then you have and like what type of soil you have, um, you can go through that. And I just want to say you can go on to the um, Master Gardeners extension site. And they, I believe they have a video. If not, they talk about how to take the soil test. That's a really good site mm-hmm. we should remind people of because yeah. it's not, it's, it's all sorts of information. Yep. It is. Like and it's M- U of M extension. Yeah. University of Minnesota. And the other, there are some other, uh, University of Iowa has an excellent um, mm-hmm. site, you know, because that's more our area as far right. as the, the, the zone. I really like Iowa's but too. But there's another one that I, it seems a little, Cornell University, hmm. <laughs> Newark has, yeah. they have that's more of maybe a house planter. That's the information I've gleaned from there. But those extension service websites are wonderful, and you just have to – it's part of using the Internet. It's, it doesn't cost anything, and it's all this wealth of information out there. So University yeah. of Wisconsin is pretty good, too, actually. One-minute tips, final one-minute tips from our Master Gardeners. What do we need to Mine know? for the fall is – Water, 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 and then water some more because it's way too dry. And the other thing, this is a quickie about pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns. Don't don't carve them two weeks ahead of time and expect them to look nice on Halloween. They really have about a three-day shelf life. So <laughs> that's it. Just, huh? yes. That's I've been carving pumpkins for a long, long time, and I I learned that. All right. All right. What's your tip? My tip's going to be about the pumpkins because we had somebody ask about how to keep the squirrels from eating them. Sometimes you want that. Did yeah. you ever see that squirrel that you just... Just chewed it up yep. and carved it himself. It okay, so you nasty. can put um, like uh, red pepper flakes on there to keep them off. You can make a wash with it. Um, you can put garlic around them, okay, to keep them away from it. You Some people do spray them with bleach, but please don't put them in the compost if you do something like that. Or you put like a varnish on them, um, petroleum jelly, because then they're in your compost with that stuff, so... One other little thing about that is squirrels are real susceptible to lead poisoning, too. So Yeah. Oh, she says that every year. I, it gets me all the time. Joyce loves her squirrels. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's talking about Don't listen, Bucky the squirrel in my yard. Don't listen. <laughs> hey, if you want to send in some questions for the Master Gardeners, you won't be back until November now right, yeah, because right. we, we start to slow down. Uh, in the gardening world a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you can send questions to lisa at radiomankato.com and I will certainly pass them on to the Master Gardener friends that I have. Until then, I guess, like, happy cleaning up. Uh, yeah. I've got things Garlic to move planting. Oh, get exactly. your daffodils planted. Get those bulbs planted. Tulips. Uh, and, you know, again, because of the squirrel situation, cover, <laughs> them, cover them with chicken wire. Protect them, otherwise they'll dig them up as sure as we're sitting here talking. Yes. So chicken wire works. It's a good squirrel deterrent. I don't yes. know why we take a break in the winter season because there is so much to talk about. But okay, they want to take a break. Ask us those questions for next month. Yeah, next about month. our next year's garden. Oh man, I'm I ready. Wait. I have been keeping track in a little gardening notebook for a couple of years now, so I do yeah. have a little bit of a track record of myself. Of I have things a pictorial like. record with the kind of quality cell phones we have nowadays. I take pictures every year. Yeah, and then so, you can look up the date I can on look things. Up the date and it's really <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah. 
That's but perfect. It also eats up a lot of storage in your phone, though, too. <laughs> That's so. true. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you once again, Master thank Gardeners, you. for coming in. We will see you in the month of November. Exactly. Thank you. All thank right. you.